Hey everybody, it's JP. A quick note, today's episode's language gets a little salty. If you have kids around, maybe pop in the headphones or listen to it later. In today's episode, we are reviewing Red Bull Holiday Spice Edition, Christie's Holiday Crackers, and Terry's Chocolate Orange. Let's eat. Hi, welcome to Junk Foodies, the podcast where we talk about, rate, and review the foods your parents said would spoil your appetite. Today, my guest is Devlin. How are you doing, Devlin? I'm good, sir. How are you? Doing really well. Thanks for working to, to get here. It took a little bit of back and forth and counting on the U.S. Postal Service, among other things. I'm glad we could finally make this happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Especially this time of year, U.S. Postal Service. Yes, is, uh, exactly. Some, sometimes the the most not reliable source, and you know, I, I love I love my country, but Jesus, it doesn't you know get worse than the U.S. Postal Service sometimes. <laughs> Between the U.S. Postal Service and the DMV, uh, you know, like maybe bureaucracy does need a little bit of a limitation. No, the DMV pisses me off more than anything else because you have to go on your birthday. At least here in the states, you have to go here on your birthday every year to buy a goddamn sticker to put on the back of your car. It's like, here, happy birthday. Pay $55 for a goddamn sticker that for the same vehicle I've been driving for the past six years. Yeah, you'd think they'd find a way to automate that where you wouldn't have to go stand in line on your birthday. Like you could just click something online, nothing's changed, send it to my house and away you go, right? No, they send you something in the mail and you can renew it for two years so you don't have to go back. My point is is that it's not like I changed vehicles. Right. Like, I, I, all you're doing is taking the registration and you're changing dates and handing me a sticker and saying, okay, that's $55 on your birthday. <laughs> happy it's birthday. Like, it's like, fuck, happy birthday. Go fuck yourself. Uh, it's like, <laughs> drives me nuts. I hate it. I hate it. So and then every four years, you got to get your picture taken and like you look four years older and, right. and no one ever takes a good DMV picture. So no, in, in, in Ohio, it's called, in Ohio, it's called a BMV, by the way, the Bureau <laughs> of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, uh, thank you for being on the show. <laughs> no, thank thank you for having me. I like to get some exposure out there. I know you're from uh, the great country of Canada. Um, I don't know if Jason told you I uh, I dabbled in professional wrestling for 17 years. So, oh, uh, yeah, Canada is very uh, rich with wrestling history. So, I'm always fond of the the great country of Canada in that realm. Oh yeah, we've got. I, I'm in the city of Calgary, and we've got quite a kind of dynasty, the, the Hart family, which I'm, I'm sure you're aware of, and Stampede Wrestling and all that stuff. So yeah, it's so funny. Last night I was recording an episode of the show with a guy who does a wrestling podcast. So worlds are colliding here because he was telling me that he does this podcast and he talks about wrestling and they're getting ready for WrestleMania and, and all this other stuff. So I'll have to make sure that you guys connect and you can uh, maybe appear on his show and talk about your experience as a professional wrestler if you uh, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. That would be awesome. Definitely, I'll shoot a message his way. But anyway, we're here to talk about junk food, so and we'll uh, certainly talk about your podcast later in the show. But sure. now, just to give you a breakdown of how this happens, I've got some questions and answers of our, our Q&A period. Uh, you'll provide the answers. I'll provide the questions. I've sent you those questions, so you uh, will get to those in just a moment. We have a star rating when we do get to the food review part. One star is, you know, I'm indifferent to this or I wouldn't pick it up again. Two stars is, I'd seek this out again. I like it. And three stars is best of the best. Oh my God, this is amazing. And you know, I'd, I'd like some more now, please. So 
Moving right along, we've got a few items here, a drink, a savory, and a sweet snack, all uh, relatively holiday themed. But before we get into talking about the food, what is your drink of choice typically, Devlin? Now, by drink of choice, you just mean like my everyday drink or like, do, can I break it down into categories or? <laughs> Absolutely. Take it uh, away, so man. <laughs> everyday drink is probably, I, I like uh, Bard's Diet Root Beer. Okay. Taste it doesn't have a a, a a weird diet taste to me. I, I I like diet pop, I guess. If you looked at me, you can clearly see that I've never seen the word diet or been on a diet at all. So <laughs> I'm a little bit of a thick boy, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, if it's like if I if I'm making a, an alcoholic adult beverage, it's probably a mule, either mm -hmm. whiskey based or vodka based. Okay. Uh, and then uh, every once in a while, I get a hankering for like a cranberry orange like juice. Hmm. I'll just I'll buy I'll buy the two separate and mix them together. I won't actually buy like combined. Hmm. So every once in a while I get a craving for that. But that's usually my everyday drinks. Okay. Water every here here and there. But I mean, if I'm saying every day, then that's probably it. Right now, uh, you mentioned that the diet barks. Have you ever had the diet mug root beer? I have never had diet mug root beer. I don't know if that even. I don't. I've never seen diet mug root beer here in the states. Okay. It might be. It, yeah, it truly might be. Now I don't know if I've ever had the diet barks to be completely honest, but there's oh A and W, and then there's mug, and I find the mug mm -hmm. is better than the diet A and W, but that's just me. Uh, but I digress. Do you have any memory that sticks out revolving around junk food specifically? So I I, I suffer from acid reflux disease, mm -hmm. and I got that when I was nine years old. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, it was self caused by junk food. Uh, <laughs> this is not really a great memory. Um, <laughs> we went to a, a funeral and it was my stepfather at the time. It was his father mm -hmm. passed away mm -hmm. in Kentucky. So we drove down to Kentucky and this was 1992. Yeah, it was April of 92. Mm -hmm. And the, the funeral home had an old time like pop machine in it where like it had bottles Mm -hmm. and it was 10 cents a bottle this wow. is 92 wow and yeah so i was like oh my god like I, I don't know why sometimes i just get like a really bad thirst about me yeah and i will just i will i will like consume water and and anything like i don't know if i'm just dehydrated but like yeah. i get really bad cotton mouth and and but i think not that i'm like smoking marijuana or anything but <laughs> i just get really thirsty and i i drank a lot of pop that day out of this pop machine. It was 10 mm. cents and I was big, you know, I'm a little kid. Yeah. I got really sick the next day and huh. I started puking up bile. Like it was like black bile out of oh my, my stomach. And yeah. And then I, I suffered from really bad stomach aches for like the next two weeks. And I got, I, my mom took me to the hospital and I got diagnosed with acid reflux disease because of it. And basically they said that, you know, I'm not allowed to have uh, uh, carbonated beverages for a while. And yeah, to try to to try to see if it would you know rectify itself, and they put me on Prilosec before it was over the counter. It was right. It was ninety two, so it was it was is in its infancy. Yeah. And so I didn't didn't come out of it. I suffered through it for I still have it to this day. So. Wow, that's wild. So yeah, that really, really, really wrecked my insides. Weird about that story to me. One is like, were you in some kind of a time warp where <laughs> kind of like a 11, 22, 63 situation where this funeral uh, no. home director was going back in time and getting, you know, soda for really cheap and, and reselling it? I don't know. All I know is like we were in Podunk. I think it was maybe Georgetown, Kentucky. Yeah. And I don't know. I just saw this pop machine. Like you had to like physically open the pop machine with your hand. It had a door. 
That's and so then on, when you open the door, it because it, it released it with with the money you put in, and there was pop lined up like in these little slots that you pulled yeah. out. It was an old timey pop machine, huh. and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I assume that they made a killing off of this. Oh. Yeah, but at ten cents a pop, like what? And now were these well known? Was it like Coca Cola and Pepsi, or was it like no name brand stuff? It was Dr Pepper. Okay. It was huh. like I had a Forrest Gump moment where I drank like 15 Dr. Peppers. Right. By the way, if anyone from Dr. Pepper is listening to this, we're not suggesting it causes acid reflux, and I'm completely willing to have you as a sponsor, so contact me later. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do my, my whoring myself out there for just a second. No, but you're fine. You're fine. That's really interesting, and, and thank you for sharing that. And it's, uh, you know, it is kind of a bummer of a, of a memory. It's around a funeral, and, and you got really sick, and there's bile and all that, but I didn't yeah. see it had to be good memories. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sharing that one. That's No it's, problem. Uh, it's a good one. That really stuck with you i can tell oh yeah absolutely i mean you just don't forget something like that and when you're thinking about junk food i, I you sent the questions and i was sitting there thinking about it, i'm like oh yeah that story that's, that's gonna be a good one <laughs> now the other theory i have is maybe this funeral home director is i don't know slipping some formaldehyde into his dr pepper or something to try to you know get more more business coming his way so maybe he's trying to kill you and he just didn't succeed <laughs> two things guaranteed in the life is death and taxes that's, that's it right uh, so nowadays, what's your go-to snack between meals? You know, I'm not really a, a snack eater. Um, okay. Every once in a while, I'm like, I might grab some chips and maybe like some string cheese. That's really the things that I have in my house that I mm. go to in between meals. Most of my meals, I try to eat a, a big proportion meal so I don't have to snack in between meals. And with having, you know, acid reflux disease, I do feel full a lot quicker than most people. Mm-hmm. So even with even with being on medication, because I don't really have a, 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 an exorbitant appetite, I tend to not. I know I have to eat, yeah. and there's sometimes where I just feel super hungry, and sometimes I know I I haven't eaten in a while and I don't feel hungry, mm-hmm. but I know I have to eat. So I don't really snack a lot in between, but every once in a while. I have sun chips and string cheese in the fridge okay. right now. Yeah, sun chips are good. And string cheese is good too. I mean, it's it's convenient, it's quick, and it's relatively healthy compared to a lot of packaged foods, which can be loaded with all kinds of garbage. So. Oh, yeah. Now, what's one item that you find inexplicably popular that you just can't stand? Pocky. <laughs> Any particular flavor or just all of them? No, the, somebody probably like 10 years ago was like, oh, man, you got to try this stuff. And I was like, I looked at it, I was like, what the hell is it? <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's Pocky. It's this Japanese, like, dessert candy snack treat gimmick. And I'm like, it's like, it looks like a tiny-ass pretzel rod dipped in chocolate. Like, what's the, but, like, all these people are like, oh, it's so good. And I tried it. I'm like, there's nothing special about this. Like, yeah. You you guys got worked. I mean, it literally, I could go bake a cookie and, and dip it in chocolate and sell it for $5 a pack, and you guys would buy it, you bunch of suckers. Like, the, I was like, I. but every time I see it, I'm always like, Ooh, it's always like on the top shelf, too. I'm like, this isn't top shelf shit. This is, <laughs> this is shit, period. Yeah. But it's so, and like, but again, and I tell people this, I, I'm 36, so I grew up in a time where like anime was kind of being brought to the United States. And I know that like the Japanese culture kind of introduced Pocky to another generation, but I, I wasn't into anime mm-hmm. in the nineties. I, mm-hmm. I, Cause it was like my teen years. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get into it. I was kind of late to the party on that. And I, and I never really got into it, but I know that Pocky kind of came along with that 
you know, Japanese anime like culture. Right. So I think that the people that introduced me to it were about five or six years younger than me. And, and that kind of grew up in that anime culture where we were introduced to Pocky very young. And was like, oh, it's so good. And <laughs> well, I got to say, I'm with you on that. I think Pocky is kind of bullshit. <laughs> like it's, the cookie isn't that flavorful. It's just kind of plain flour, basically. And right. the, the coating is, there's nothing special there. And no. there's a takeout place that's not far from, from my house. We order sushi from, from time to time. And they'll bring us a, a free box of Pocky. I guess is like a, like, here you go. Here's, you know, free dessert. And I'm, I've got like five or six of these in my pantry that I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with. I tried handing them out on Halloween, but no one wanted them. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to eat them. Like, if I'm going to have some calories, it's got to taste good. And that's just, yeah, there's nothing to it. I'm, I completely agree. Pocky's so bad, I wouldn't feed it to my dog. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to give it to the neighborhood kids. <laughs> Yeah, I would just next time just like repackage it into like nice little baggies or something so that they don't know what it is. They probably see pocket and like, nah, I'm good, I'm good, dude. Yeah, I'm good, dude. We're yeah, egging this matter. dude's house after after a while. We're gonna egg this dude's house and toilet paper because uh, he's trying to give us pocket. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that brings us to the drink review part of our show. But before we get into that, some fun facts. In 1982, Dietrich Meschitz, an Austrian businessman working for a German cosmetics company promoting, among other things, toothpaste, was traveling for work to Thailand. While there, he discovered a local beverage that he claimed helped cure his jet lag. The drink was a popular pick-me-up for Thai truck drivers and other blue-collar workers called Krating Dang, which loosely translated to Red Bison. Sensing an opportunity, Dietrich partnered with the Thai founder of Krating Dang, Chaleo Yudvida, to create the company Red Bull GmbH. Initially marketing the drink to Austrian ski resorts as a more upscale option than its inspiration, the two turned a drink into an international behemoth with 6.79 billion cans sold globally every year. In 2008, Forbes magazine listed both Chileo and Meschitz as the 250th richest people in the world with an estimated net worth of $4 billion. Originally only available, in a single nondescript flavor and regular or sugar-free formulas, a line of color additions with artificial fruit flavors were added to the line beginning in 2013. Since then, there have been over 20 variations released. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about Red Bull Winter Edition Holiday Spice Flavor. So Devlin, have you, are you a Red Bull drinker or no? Red Bull is the one energy drink that actually makes me like energized. Oh, like okay. I drink, I drink half, the, I drink half that drink and I'm like wired for sound right now. So oh. I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, we're good. We're good to go for this podcast. I am wide awake and ready to rock and roll. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, do, I do drink Red Bull. No, no, I'm, I'll be fine. I'll crash here in like two hours. I'll be, I'll be fine. I'm not going to drink any more Red Bull. Red Bull occasionally, wrestling and stuff like that. With traveling to wrestling shows by car mm. here in the states, you know, you have to go to places and you have to wrestle for, you know, you have to be at a show like early in the day, and then you have to wait around and they wrestle, and then you have to wait until the end of the show, and then leave, and you drive in two hours maybe. 
So every once in a while, you grab a Red Bull and I'd be able to drive from wherever I was to home without falling asleep and then get home and just be like, <laughs> and, and just crash. So yeah, I do drink Red Bull occasionally when, you know, I need a real big pick-me-up. All right. And I'm guessing you've not had this winter edition. I think it's a fairly new product. I have not. I saw it. I was really excited. I was like, I got excited just because these things were from, from Canada. I've never <laughs> been to Canada. Yeah. I've never eaten anything from Canada. Okay. Uh, I never, I don't think I've ever talked to anybody from Canada. So this is kind <laughs> of like a, a whole new experience for me. So I was really excited about trying these products. Cool. Um, so the Red Bull Winter Edition, no, I have never had, never even heard of it. It was really a new experience to see this. Awesome. Well, that, that makes for the funnest shows for me is when, you know, we're talking about stuff that the person's never tried. So tell me what your thoughts were on this Red Bull. I tried to drink it and not not look at the packaging before guessing the flavor but i was mm -hmm. reading the front of it and it said holiday spice right and i was like okay it's the theme and and i wanted to make sure i was trying to be honest with everything so the red bull it smelled good and familiar i just couldn't put my finger on what i was smelling because mm -hmm. i think the spices they didn't overtake the flavor but it didn't it masked it really good and it tasted really really good and i i was like wow this is really this is like one of the best red bulls i've ever had because it was so different cool. than any red bull that i've ever had so i just couldn't i couldn't figure it out I'm like what am i tasting so finally i read the packaging and mm. it's a cherry spice red bull it almost tastes like a mixed drink that i had once before and that's when it clicked i was like oh this tastes like some mixed drink i had at a bar one time mm. but really really good really really flavorful refreshing yeah. Again, I'm like wired for sound right now. So I'm like, it did its job. <laughs> Sounds like it was a winner then. Well, I went into it not knowing, I assume, because so for those of you who haven't seen this, it's an orange and silver can. It's obviously got the, you know, the distinct Red Bull look. I assumed it was going to be a pumpkin spice flavor. So I was kind of trepidatious about that because it's orange. It says holiday spice and pumpkin spice is kind of big around this time of the year, maybe a, about a month ago. Maybe it's a little late for pumpkin spice, but I thought it was going to be like pumpkin-y and I wasn't like, oh, what's this going to taste like? So I I didn't read the can either. I just popped it open. It is orange. So again, I was thinking, okay, so orange Red Bull, you know, is that pumpkin or what? Now yesterday, no spoilers here, because I think yesterday's episode is going to be, is going to come after this one, because this one's part of our holiday theme. I tried a blueberry Red Bull and uh, without really spoiling it, let's just say I, I wasn't the biggest fan. This, I was pleasantly surprised because I was thinking yesterday, maybe just all Red Bull has the same kind of really medicinal taste. This, when I smelled it, I thought it maybe smelled a little bit like apple cider, like a, a spiced apple cider. And I thought, well, that kind of makes sense. That's, you associate that with the holidays. When I tasted it, I was having trouble identifying what it was too, but I was thinking it's like apple, but something else, like maybe apple and cranberry. And there is that kind of spiciness to it. And then I read the can and, and sure enough, it's, it's a spiced cherry. Although, and maybe it doesn't have apple flavor, but I swear to me, it tastes like apple cider with uh, maybe a bit of cherry or cranberry in it. I, I think I think it's a I think it's a I think it, I don't think they said it on there, but I think it's a black cherry because it's got a it's got a harder flavor than like a standard cherry. And I I, I kept thinking black cherry, and I'm like, nah, it can't be black cherry. But it could have been the spice because the spice it comes at the end of your palate when you when you drink it. It comes at the very end. You get that spice. Mm. Um, in the beginning, you get that sweet normal Red Bull taste, but at the mm -hmm. end, you get that spice kick in there. So I like you were saying, I, I you were having a hard time focusing in on what the exact flavor was. So I could actually see where you were saying it was it was an apple flavor. I think it's maybe a harder cherry mm. flavor. It almost like well, this is a, I don't know if it's a thing, but like clearly Canadian the the, yeah. the, the water drink. Mm -hmm. It it almost had like that 
black cherry flavor that okay. they had out yeah. with and, and And that's what I thought maybe I, I was getting, but I, I couldn't. I didn't want to say for sure when I was drinking it. I'm like, nah, this can't be it. But I, <laughs> like, you, like you did. I had to read the can. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that, that's cherry. Yeah. It's funny. Since I started this podcast, like every time I'm in the store and I see something a little bit off or not off, but a little bit unique or different, I'll grab it. And just the other day, I grabbed a spice cherry barks soda. So it would have been interesting had I known what this was. I just assumed pumpkin spice. But had I known what this was, it would have been interesting to have gotten you a bottle of the spice cherry barks as well to kind of do a compare and contrast uh, between spice the two cherry flavors. barks. That sounds so, so different. Yeah. Yeah. Cause here, yeah. here in the States, the only thing barks that we have is root beer and red cream soda. Mm. That's the only thing they sell here. Yeah. So a spice, like if you sent me that, I'd have been like, this is super odd. <laughs> My brain would have been like, you're about to drink a root beer. You're about to drink a, a red cream soda. Yeah, well, maybe now I have ideas for maybe a future episode we can record. I'll get you some of these, uh, you know, odd Barks flavors that you don't get down there. I'm all, I'm, I'm all about trying stuff. I had a buddy of mine one time go to Canada. He's a, he's a wrestling referee, and a lot of wrestlers from the States, you know, live in Ohio, Michigan. They all travel up to Toronto and, and do wrestling shows. And he went up there, and he came back with, like, like 20, like, containers of Dunkaroos because they don't <laughs> sell Dunkaroos in the States anymore. Yeah. And he's, I was like, where on God's green earth did you find the Dunkaroos? He's like, Canada, man. I was like, I have to get to Canada. It's <laughs> <laughs> for Dunkaroos. Uh, that's funny. Well, definitely. Well, I, I can get you Dunkaroos as well. <laughs> anyway, on the on the snack spectrum, not that you're much of a snacker, but would you consider yourself to be a sweet or a savory person? A sweet. I, oh, okay. I have world's probably worst sweet tooth on the planet. I'm surprised I don't have diabetes <laughs> by now, but I, I love sweets of all different kinds. Like the holiday season is the worst because there's so many good sweets for the holiday season. Right. You know, it, it's funny you say that because the whole premise of the show is that it's a sweet, a savory and a drink. And I had a heck of a time finding non-sweet snacks. I mean, Christmas is, there's just like candy as far as the eye can see. There's Mm-hmm. All this limited edition stuff. There's chocolate and peppermint and chocolate and caramel and 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 on and on and on. But try finding a savory snack that's associated with Christmas and without like throwing like a butterball turkey in the mail to send you. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, which is brings me to the the fact that we're reviewing a plain cracker, but holiday theme, so whatever it fit in under the wire. But yeah, hard to find snack food that's not sweet that's associated with Christmas. Right. I was at the mall recently and I, I don't know if you guys have, oh damn, what's it called? They, they have kiosks at the mall this time of year and they sell like sausages and stuff. It's like something. Oh yeah. Like, like summer sausages. Yeah. It's like Hillshire farms or, or something yeah. like that. Except Pepperidge farm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they, that's, I saw that and I thought, well, I guess that's kind of a holiday themed, you know, non-sweet snack, but anyway, next year. <laughs> so you consider yourself to be a sweet person. That's kind of where your weakness lies. Although earlier when I said, if you're going to snack, you, you mentioned like string cheese and, and sun chips. So it sounds like you kind yeah. of have found a way to blunt that, those sweet cravings just for your own good health, I guess. Right. Yeah. I, well, I, I stick to the like dessert and then hmm. snacks in between every once in a while, maybe a bowl of ice cream, something like that. Cool. Yeah, favorite flavor of ice cream? Superman. All right. Now there's something I've never heard of. So you're going to have to explain what's Superman ice cream. <laughs> so Superman ice cream, it's hard to find it in the States anymore. Um, Kroger actually sells it, but they don't call it Superman ice cream. When I was growing up in the eighties, it was called mm-hmm. Superman ice cream. So it's, it's blue. So Superman ice cream is an ice cream that I grew up on in the eighties. 
first time I was ever exposed to it was at this little gas station as a kid and super hard to find here in the States anymore. I believe a, a gas station called UDF carries it, but it's not the same as <laughs> stuff I grew up on. But there is a grocery store here called Kroger's and they sell it, but it's not called Superman ice cream. It's called Galactic, Galactic Swirl or Galactic something like that. <laughs> and it comes in a, comes in like a, a one gallon pail. There's actually some in my freezer right now, but it's, it's a vanilla ice cream that colored with red, yellow, and blue ice cream and has little subtly hints of like cherry and lemon and oh and blueberry but it's not overpowering so it's got more of the vanilla side to it so real creamy really good i'll send you a picture of it on facebook all right uh, you're done here so that way you can see what it looks like in the pail itself but that's my favorite ice cream if i have a second favorite it's probably cherry cordial ice cream okay and if there's a third i would probably say it's probably like lime sherbet okay interesting now, the cherry cordial ice cream, is that like chocolate and cherry, or is it just cherry? It's vanilla with cherry fruit pieces in it and okay. dark chocolate chunks. Oh, man, that sounds really good. Yeah, it's super good. My, it was my grandfather's favorite ice cream, so I grew up eating that as well. So Yeah. My grandfather is responsible for my, my sweet tooth. He would always sneak me Snickers bars when I was a kid and not tell me <laughs> not to tell my grandmother. And then, like, you know, little kids get, like, chocolate on the side of their mouth. Yeah. And I would go up to the house, and my grandma would be like, what's on your face? Like, we'd be in the garage working on something, me and my grandfather. And uh, he would, you know, give me a Snickers bar, and, like, it looked like grease. And I'm like, oh, it's, like, grease, Grandma. And she's, like, on your mouth. And I'm like, no. And she called down to the garage and be like, my grandfather's name was Ronald, but she called him Hubert. She'd be like, Hubert, why are you giving this kid candy? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's great. Well, it sounds like he he gave you the gift of a sweet tooth. So God bless you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't give me the diabetes he had either. So. <laughs> well, luckily, that's that's under your control. And it sounds like you're doing a good job at, at healthy snacking. So keep that up. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our um, savory part of the program. But before we talk about these holiday crackers, just some fun facts. William Mellis Christie, a Scottish immigrant to Canada in 1848, got his first job at the age of 19, working as a baker in Toronto. He was paid $4 per month, plus given room and board. Within three years, he'd left to join another bakery managed by Alexander Mathers and Alexander Brown. Three years after that, he found a partner and bought out Mr. Mathers and Brown. By 1856, at age 27, he bought out his partner, bought the shop he was baking in, and hired three assistants. At age 29, he won first prize at the Toronto Exhibition for his biscuits. At 31, he formed a partnership with his father-in-law, James McMullen, and focused exclusively on biscuit making. With five staff, he produced more than 4,300 boxes of biscuits by hand each year, bringing a total annual sales of $13,000, which would be over $400,000 in today's money. In 1890, at age 61, Christie's company reaches a dominant position in Canada and employs two out of three workers in the biscuit manufacturing industry. In 1900, Christie died of cancer, having overseen and given rise to a success story the likes of which very few others could match. In 1928, Nabisco acquired the company, though to this day in Canada, the brand goes by the name Christie, even including its namesake and a marketing slogan, Mr. Christie, you make good cookies. 
right, so these crackers, let me see, I have the box here. Where did I put the box? Had you ever seen these before, or are these a product that are... Uh... That's got to be exclusive to, to Canada. There's French writing on it. I was like, okay, <laughs> this must be a, must be a Canada Canada product. So, but uh, it, it they look like just regular like butter crackers we have here in the States, like Ritz crackers. Yeah, you know, that's kind like. of the, the feeling I got. You know, they're in, in kind of fun shapes, Christmas tree, snowman, etc. But they're basically a, a Ritz cracker in a fun shape. So, you know, they're not hugely reinventing the wheel here. I think they probably are a, a Canadian-only product. Um, they're actually just called the holiday crackers. They, the marketing department went all out on the creativity there. <laughs> um, but what did you think of these? I, I mean, exactly what I said. They, they have the taste of a buttery Ritz cracker. Now, while they're, you know, they're buttery, they're not oversalted. They have a good, not overly buttery flavor, probably really good for holiday parties, get togethers with, you know, mix it with cheeses and meats and stuff like that. But I mean, I mean, it was a good, I'm not a big Ritz fan. So yeah. it, it, it had that taste of the Ritz cracker, but you know, as a product itself, they were good. I mean, it's yeah. not nothing, you know, that I'm a fan of, but Anybody who loves Ritz crackers and, and would want to have these as a decoration for a holiday party or something like that, 110% go with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you on this. It's been a long time since I've had a Ritz cracker. I, I was never, never my favorite in terms of crackers, which crackers at the end of the day, let, let's be honest, I don't think anyone's eating crackers for the cracker part. They're more of a delivery for the salty meat and salty cheese, and, and it kind of balances the flavor a little bit. So it's, it's more about yeah. the toppings than anything. No mm -hmm. one's buying these and just eating them by themselves. That being said, I haven't had a Ritz in a long time, but I think I like them slightly better than Ritz. I thought, uh, at least my memory of Ritz, is that, that the flavor can be a little bit much, and maybe they're a bit thicker than these were, so maybe it was just the, the ratio of that buttery flavor to how much cracker you actually had in your mouth. Mm. I did try them by themselves, and then I just tried them with a little bit of like a, a sharp cheddar and some, some cured meats. And, you know, totally fine. I'm, I'm not running out to get these. Like, oh, I can't wait until holidays come around again so I can get my holiday crackers. But, you know, nothing objectionable about them at all. Yeah, agreed. I mean, like I said, I, I'm not a huge cracker fan. Not a huge butter cracker fan. One of my coworkers brings in these butter crackers dipped in chocolate. And mm. everybody everybody goes banana form. And I'm like, this is just a Ritz cracker dipped in chocolate. Guys. Like, <laughs> it's like it's like the Pocky of crackers. Like, <laughs> you guys you know are, what? I think you might be on to something. Pockies are just long, skinny Ritz crackers. <laughs> you're, not, was like, you're not fooling anybody here with your, with your <laughs> chocolate dipped crackers. Oh, that's great. They're like they're always like they're always like, you want one of these? I'm like, no, get that shit out of my face. I was like, I don't want that shit. <laughs> Oh, you're killing me. So assuming this isn't going to be Pockies or Ritz, what snack do you like watching? Or do you like watching? Do you like eating if you're watching a movie? It's it's Dots, the candy. Okay. Those uh, are kind I'm of a gummy huge, candy, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're very much a gummy candy. I, I am a huge fan of Dots. Like every Halloween when they sell like the child's, I don't know if they have them in Canada, but they sell these big bags of like child's play, what mm -hmm. it's called. And it's like uh, Tootsie Rolls, Tootsie Pops, like the flavored Tootsie Rolls. And then they put mm. Dots in there. His Dots is a Tootsie candy. Right. And I will buy those specifically like when ha Halloween's over, like a big bag of them. Because mm -hmm. they, they knock like half the price off of them. And I'm like, oh, I got a whole bag of Dots here. <laughs> but like if I go to the movies and they have Dots in the concession stand, mine all day. There you go. All right, Dots. Well, you're the first person to answer that question without answer. So I always like hearing new information. So... I've, I've never had a dots, but, or I've never had dots, 
I'll have to give them a try sometime. Do you have any favorite seasonal snacks, stuff that's only kind of available certain times a year? I guess you could say dots or you're, you're getting them during Halloween, but they're kind of available year round, aren't they? They are. So the only two that come to mind, Little Debbie puts out, they used to, I didn't see any this year, but they were like, they were like these little pies, like these, I don't want to call them pumpkin pies because they're not. They're like a little, like, I don't know, like, like a seasonal, like holiday little like pumpkin spice hmm. treat. Okay. They come and they got like little smiley, they like jack-o'-lanterns. They got little smiley face, but they're like almost like a little pumpkin pie, so to speak. Okay. They, they, that, that's one. And then Christmas time, it's the little Debbie. They make the Christmas trees. And oh. I've had this debate with someone else before. They're like, oh, that's just a fancy zebra cake. And I'm like, no, they taste <laughs> completely different than zebra cakes. I don't know what it is about them, but it's something different that they, they put in there. So those are the two that come to mind seasonal-wise that I look forward to. I love pumpkin. Like when you were talking about the bread bowl being pumpkin spice, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, man, what would a, what would a pumpkin spice Red Bull taste like? <laughs> I'm like, would that be good? Like, I didn't want to interject. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would try a pumpkin spice Red Bull, but I am, base, I am a basic white guy. I love <laughs> pumpkin spice everything. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice, you name it, I'll try it. All right. So that's, that's another seasonal track, a snack you like is anything pumpkin, it sounds like. Pretty much. I mean, I get a pumpkin pie in the middle of July. It doesn't matter to me. Right. <laughs> you know, I, the idea of a pumpkin spice Red Bull, you're, you're probably right. It's probably best that they don't go down that road. But on the other hand, they do make these pumpkin spice beers, and some of them are, are pretty decent. So potentially you could fool around with that. But I don't know if that's what you're expecting. When you oh, no. I love pumpkin beer. It is my favorite beer. I told yeah. you, I'm a basic white guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the, there's, uh, I don't know if they have them in Canada, but there's restaurants in the States called Hoffenbrau House. Okay. And they sell a, a beer called a Dunkel. And they mm. it, they they put uh, pumpkin spice in the dunkel, and that is my favorite beer to have. That sounds really it's good. Pumpkin spice is a dark beer, but it's yeah, so like a good. Yeah, oh, that sounds really good. All right, well, something for me to keep an eye out for next time I'm down there. Do you have any odd combinations, things you you like together that maybe people wouldn't think of to to put together? is gonna be a good one <laughs> so i haven't had it in years but growing up i mentioned my grandfather earlier growing up my grandfather his favorite type of cake was pineapple upside down cake okay. now my grand my grandfather was a tech sergeant in world war ii hmm. and he growing or being stationed out in the pacific theater you know food rations and and the chow hall their food was pretty much garbage is what he would tell us. And right. so growing up, I spent, my parents got divorced when I was three. So I spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up and my grandfather's birthday, he would always get pineapple upside down cake and he would put gravy, brown gravy on it. Like kind of like protein up in Canada. He yeah. would put brown gravy on the top of his pineapple upside down cake. Wow. So growing up as a kid, I, thought that I, I, I my grandfather was my idol growing up so I thought I wanted to be like him so I wanted to try it yeah and I tried it with that so to me it's good but fast forward <laughs> like 20 years later yeah and I we were we were somewhere it was a, it was a restaurant or something like that and they had pineapple lips I'm like oh what the hell let me try it and I asked the waitress to bring me some gravy 
And everybody at my table looked at me like I was stupid. They were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm getting up pineapple upside down cake with gravy. Because that's how I thought people ate pineapple upside down cake. I thought it was normal. Right. But my grandfather explained it when I got older that uh, the reason he did it is because they put gravy on everything because it was the only thing that would make your food taste better. Uh, Apparently the pineapple upside down cake in the war was garbage. Uh, so he, he he loved it so much. He's like, I gotta have my pineapple upside down cake, but I can't put gravy on. So like I said, that's I think that's the weirdest combination of things that I eat, but it's been a long time since I've eaten pineapple upside right. down cake because I have to go buy some like gravy to go with it. So it <laughs> looks super weird. <laughs> That is uh, probably the most unusual answer I've heard from that question. So congrats on that. Thank I don't you. Think that's what I'll be trying, but it's, it sounds interesting. Now, would you, you've eaten it in the past. Do you think if you had the opportunity, like next week you're at a diner and there's pineapple upside down cake, would you order it with gravy or is that something yeah. like just for the memory books and, and nothing else? There's no, there's no doubt in my mind I'd, I'd put gravy on it. It's a sweet, it's savory. Sweet. It's a sweet, salty, it's a sweet, salty combination. Like, right. And just, I, I don't know. Like to me, I don't have a problem with, with it, but most people that see it are like, the hell are you doing? Like, it's super weird. I, and I get that. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, the first time I saw someone put ranch dressing on pizza, I was like, you're ruining that pizza. Right. And then they're like, no, they're like, no, try it. I'm like, oh, fine. I'll try anything once. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is actually pretty good. Like it accentuates <laughs> the flavor of the pizza. Now it's funny you bring up pizza because there's always kind of a, a debate, uh, you know, whether pineapple should go on pizza. I'm guessing I know what your answer is going to be to this, but what do you feel like about pineapple on pizza? No, that's that's sacrilegious. You never. I don't like fruit on anything that is not like a fruit salad. Right. Like I, I fruit in a like a regular salad is gross. Fruit on pie, pizza is gross to me. I don't think it should be anywhere near a pizza. Get it away from me. No, absolutely not. That's so funny. I thought for sure you, I mean, you like, you know, pineapple and gravy. I thought, well, maybe he likes pineapple and cheese or pineapple and tomato sauce, but that's, no. the, that's a bridge too far for you. Yeah. It's super, it's super, like, I, like I said, I didn't grow up with seeing that as like a normal thing every, right. you know, June, June 28th when it was my grandfather's birthday. I didn't, you know, <laughs> never grew up with pizza. I like, I don't think I ever had pizza until I was in grade school. Oh like, wow! Just, it wasn't a normal thing that we had, you know, growing up. Yeah, I grew up. I grew up poor in Southern Ohio, like mm. coal burning stove. Like we were wow. dirt poor, super, yeah. super dirt poor. Huh. All right. Well, that's. Thank you for answering that. That was a very cool story. Because <laughs> the most interesting thing I've heard before then was a oh gosh, what was it? Peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. That was. The most interesting thing I've heard, but now pineapple upside down cake with gravy. That's that's what I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna think about that next time I see pineapple. Peanut, peanut butter and mayonnaise. I've actually seen someone eat before. I've yeah. seen my best friend who who passed away in August. Oh, sorry. He, oh, yeah. Thank you. He used to eat peanut butter, like toasted peanut butter sandwiches and pickles. <laughs> and I was like, Are you pregnant all the time, guys? He's like, No. <laughs> He's like, No. He's like, It's so good. I'm like, First off, pickles are gross. Yeah. And like you're ruining that peanut butter sandwich, but like I eat like some people think that like the I eat peanut butter sandwiches and chili, and some people think that's super weird too. So that could be like the secondary runner-up. But like growing up in Southern Ohio, when you would go to the school in the cafeteria, they'd give you a bowl of chili and a peanut butter sandwich. Huh. That was like the norm. 
So growing up, I thought that was the norm. And when I, when I moved in with my best friend 17 years ago, and the first time he made chili, I made a peanut butter sandwich. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, making a peanut butter sandwich. He's like, for what? I'm like, (laughs) for my chili? Because again, being isolated in a southern, in a, in a small hit town and coming to a big city like Columbus, you, 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 people don't experience different cultures like that. So I thought this, Eating chili this way, everybody did it. I thought that was a norm right. because you got fed it in school. So everybody that I knew growing going to school ate their chili that way. Right. Oh, that's so funny. Huh. Now, if you were having a last meal, so you could eat anything you wanted, you didn't have to worry about calories or, or reflux or any of it, what snacks would be there? Ooh, that's a tough one because I love so much stuff. Sugar cookies? Not okay. frosted ice sugar cookies where like you break them apart like it kind of like breaks like ice would if you cracked ice. Yeah. Ice sugar cookies, probably Superman ice cream. Yeah. And let me get a savory one in here. I like French fries and curry sauce. And curry sauce. Yeah. All right. And is that something that you, you're making at home or do you, you order that from a restaurant or – so I, I went to Boston, let's see, a year ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. And we went to this Irish pub and we had a traditional Irish breakfast. And I don't know if you're familiar with a traditional Irish breakfast, but it's bangers and uh, blood sausage and right. baked beans and eggs. And they had fries and they put this curry sauce on it. And I had never had curry sauce before in my life. So I was like, uh. when in Rome let's do this. Yeah. And I ate it and it was one of the best things I ever had. So I actually recently had such a bad craving for it that I ordered curry sauce from Canada. Huh. It's called McDonald's curry sauce. It's in okay. a little red container Yeah, and made it at home and made curry sauce and, and bought some chips and made uh, chips and curry sauce. And it's probably, I love potatoes. So yeah. That's probably my number one, like last meal savory. I wanted to give two sweets and a savory, so nice. Yes, that would be it. Well, you're giving me some ideas here, things I have to try. So it sounds like the the curry sauce from Canada. It scratched that itch. It was pretty good. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a picture of that as well. Because <laughs> um, I looked, it, it, they don't sell it in the states, so it's a product of Ireland. Mm. So it's either either you can buy it in Europe, and I have a friend in Europe, and I was like going to ask her if she would buy some and send it to me and I'd reimburse her. But I started researching it more and I was like, Oh, I can buy it on Amazon. Right. And then when they sent it to me, it said it was coming from Toronto. And I was like, Oh, well, I guess I'll get it from Canada. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely send you some snapshots of the Superman ice cream and the uh, from McDonald's. Cool. Well, that brings us to the sweet portion of our show. But before we get to talking about that sweet, here's some fun facts about Terry's. In 1823, Joseph Terry joined a York Sweets company, which specialized in orange and lemon candied peel, as well as other sweets. Terry used his skills in chemistry to develop new lines of chocolate, candied peel, and marmalade. The company opened the Art Deco-style factory known as Terry's Chocolate Works in 1926 and began launching new products. These included the Dessert Chocolate Apple, 1926, Terry's All Gold, 1931, and the Chocolate Orange, 1932. At the onset of World War II, confectionery production was immediately halted. The factory was taken over by F. Hills and Sons of Manchester as a shadow factory to manufacture and repair aircraft propeller blades. 
With the factory handed back to the company post-war, production was difficult due to continued rationing in the United Kingdom and limited imports of raw cocoa. In 1954, production of the chocolate apple was phased out in favor of increased production of the chocolate orange. The chocolate orange product is known for its unusual marketing, which is usually at its heaviest around Christmas. At one time, it was estimated that the chocolate orange was found in a tenth of British Christmas stockings. So this, I'm guessing this is a product that you don't recognize or you haven't seen before? I've seen the, the concept of it, and I've had the concept of it before. They, they sell these in the States, too. They're not Terry's, but they do right. sell the, the orange chocolate combination gimmicks. And they're sliced and decorated just like they are in Canada is the same as the States. So Okay. Um, so not a totally new concept to you, but just haven't seen no, it. No, no, no. I haven't had one in a while either. So Yeah. So the funny thing is this is it's kind of a tradition to these come around Christmas time. And I guess chocolate and orange, as you said, is, is a pretty classic flavor combination and maybe one that is typically associated with the holidays. But this is, you know, people will get these under the tree or in their stocking. To my surprise, looking at the box, they're actually manufactured in France. But anyway, the yeah, the whole thing is you'll see commercials that you take it out, you whack it, and it kind of splits the orange into its various slices. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a popular thing around the holidays. I think you might be able to get them during the year, but there's definitely m major displays of them this time of year. So my first time actually whacking it and cracking it open. But what were your thoughts on it? Um, I, I liked it. I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge orange chocolate person, mm. but the, the aroma when you, when you smell it, I try to, to give this a proper, but just like when I review movies, I try to give this a proper thorough through smell taste texture that. all yeah. that stuff to try to be thorough with it so I, I i smelled it at first the aroma the citrus aroma that was coming off of was really really good it smelled like mm -hmm. a real orange mm -hmm. like you bust open an orange it smelled like one and then biting into it um so mine was not frozen but it was cold so i it, it kind of crumbled a little bit i uh, had a good little crunch to it like a hard chocolate should like a good candy like a hershey's bar or candy bar or something like that should the the combination the orange i thought the orange when i smelled it was going to overpower the chocolate but it actually mixed and blended well the oranges of course right on the, the sweet part of the palate as you as you eat it and then when you when you're eating it and you get to the end you get that nice chocolate smoothness to it and the chocolate was really smooth and it wasn't a like a really hard milk chocolate either because sometimes milk chocolate can be i'm a dark chocolate fan over milk chocolate any day yeah. of the week so Milk chocolate for me sometimes can be too much. Yeah. But this really was balanced really, really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I Again, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to get going in, if it was going to be overly sweet or, or way too strong on the orange or kind of artificial tasting. So I, uh, I, I, crack, you know, I, I whacked it as the instructions on the, on the outside of the package told me to. I opened it up and it really looks like an orange. Like it's got the, you know, the little divots on the outside. And if you look at the slice of actual... Uh, orange it's kind of segmented almost so it, it looks like a an orange that was just coated in chocolate although when i first opened it maybe it's just my dirty mind but i had a, a completely different image that <laughs> <laughs> no i thought the same thing when i was pulling slices off i'm like oh that looks weird I, so I, I i totally understand what you're saying i was like uh, maybe i've been spending too much time watching certain types of videos but anyway let's uh, let's keep it away from that discussion because we're talking about food here but yeah, the smell was really nice, and and it did smell like you said, like a real fresh orange, or like when you, 
you know, I think of like when you get like an old fashioned, if, if you're a, a cocktail drinker and they squeeze the orange pith and it, you get that little release of orange oil, like that's kind of the, the aroma that I was getting off of it. Plus a really nice chocolatey aroma. Um, didn't mm -hmm. smell like cheap chocolate. If I had known you were a dark chocolate fan, they do make a dark chocolate version of this as well. So maybe something to uh, keep in mind for the future. But in any case, um, for milk chocolate, it, it tastes like really good quality chocolate. Like this doesn't taste like cheap, you know, kind of drugstore chocolate, but actually like a, a quality chocolate. And and the orange flavor came through really well. I, I was really impressed. Yeah, the only thing I could compare it to chocolate-wise would be like a Cadbury. Cadbury is a very subtle chocolate, milk chocolate taste to it. And, and some people are very acquired to that. Like, I'm not a big fan of like Cadbury cream eggs, but the Cadbury chocolate themselves, like they make the caramello bars and I like the chocolate, the smooth chocolate that has. So that was the mo the best comparison and the first thing I thought of when I was eating it. Right. It's like a, it's like a Cadbury chocolate. You know, and it's that's a good comparison because you oftentimes – particularly when you're talking to people from Europe and we've got a pretty sizable, you know, British and Irish and, and, you know, UK community here, which is probably why you were able to get like the curry sauce, for example, from Canada, because we have a lot of expats from those countries. And there's a lot of them really don't like Hershey's and really like Cadbury. It seems like if you either like one or the other, and definitely it's a different type of chocolate. Like it's one tastes more like, you know, real chocolate and the other one's kind of like a chocolate flavored almost like an imitation. So yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a, a good comparison. This did, this did remind me of like a, a dairy milk or a Cadbury chocolate kind of. Now it's time to review these three items. So as a reminder, one star is, you know, indifferent or I really didn't like it. Two stars is I did like it and I'd get it again. And three stars is this is amazing. And it's like at the top of the list. You can do half stars if you want, and you can give zero stars too if there's something you really didn't like. But how would you rate each of these three items? Definitely? So holiday crackers is a, is a one star. Not not a big rich fan. Uh, and, you know, if I was at a holiday party or something like that, of course, I'm going to eat them, but I'm not going to go out of my way to buy this particular product. But I encourage anybody who's in, into Ritz type crackers, of course, try it. You might like it. The, ter the Terry's Orange, I'm going to give it a two, two star. Not really, again, not really into orange chocolate flavoring, the, the, the combination. That's just not me. But it is a good, good little treat, especially on a holiday. You know, you can imagine waking up Christmas morning and pulling that out of your stocking. <laughs> And yeah. digging right into that, and, it, and it's a good. The aroma immediately will will just make you relaxed. The citrus aroma, so definitely can say that that was a two star. Now the Red Bull, I'm definitely going to give it a three star. I enjoyed that immensely. Mm. I thought that was a shocking flavor and a really good combination, even with the spice. I don't know what the, the holiday spice that was put in there, but it it blended well with the cherry. I think that you could take that. Maybe if you wanted to make, make a mixed drink mm. and put a little vodka in that or mm -hmm. maybe uh, an amaretto. I can't have amaretto because oh. I'm allergic to almonds. But, okay. um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, maybe you want to put a little amaretto in there and maybe some, mix it with something else. Yeah. Probably probably make a nice little mixed drink out of it because it had a really good, good flavor to it. So that's a three star for me. Awesome. Well, I uh, like the Red Bull a lot more than I thought I would. And after yesterday's experience, I, you know, I, I didn't have high hopes for this, but yeah, it definitely came through on the flavor. And I like your idea of making a mixed drink out of it. I wonder if vodka definitely, because that would be neutral and it wouldn't overpower. I wonder if maybe rum might work with it as well. Um, or, it, or a gin, a rum or a gin. I think maybe yeah. even a gin would work too. That'd be interesting. Yeah, gin would be an interesting one. We didn't talk much about what the spice flavor was in it. It's definitely there, and it's probably more than one, but I kind of got like a little bit of cinnamon and maybe a little bit of clove off of it. 
But in any case, it's, it's way better than I was expecting. So yeah, I'd, I'd give it a three stars. And, and I say that surprising myself because I kind of thought like, eh, I'm not really into Red Bull. I'm not, probably not going to enjoy this as much. I'll just tolerate it. But yeah, I'd pick this up again. I enjoyed it. The Ritz crackers, you know, I'm with you. I'd maybe, uh, or they're not Ritz. I shouldn't uh, misidentify them. But the holiday crackers, uh, the Christie holiday crackers, maybe one and a half stars on their own. Nothing special. I wouldn't go out of my way for them. If they were at a party and there was a good spinach dip or some nice cheese and meat or whatever, I certainly wouldn't mind putting some toppings on them and, and, and getting them that way. But on their own, uh, no big, no special deal there. And then the Terry's chocolate orange, I enjoyed quite a bit. I'm going to say two and a half stars for that one. So really good. I enjoyed it quite a bit and uh, I'd pick it up again. Don't know if I have to have it right now, but it's, it was quite enjoyable. Now, let's dip into our junk mail. As a reminder, you can reach us by email at junkfoodiespod at gmail.com or on Twitter or Facebook at junkfoodiespod. And keep in mind, we're soon going to be launching our website, which is junkfoodiespod.com. Keep an eye out for that. We'll certainly announce it on social media. Our message today comes from Jennifer Cooper, who says, Dear JP, I am a huge Cleveland Browns fan. Wow, that's not... I guess the anonymity of the internet allows me to admit something like that. And there are certain foods I have to have when I'm watching a game. I always have to have nachos and some kind of a grilled sausage or hot dog. Are there any junk foods that you like, particularly when you're watching sporting events? Well, uh, Devlin, this is a, a good topic for you because I imagine with your wrestling background, maybe there are certain foods that you like as a spectator or maybe even ones that you liked as a wrestler. I'll give you a little bit of time to think that one over and I'll answer it myself. I don't uh, do a ton of live uh, sporting events, although I live in a country where, you know, hockey is uh, almost like a national religion. But the best food I've ever had associated with a sporting event, I was in Seattle once and I went with my brother and sister-in-law and we went to a Mariners game and none of us were really Mariners fans, but we just like, you know, went in Rome and they had just like amazing food. Like they had probably about 12 different places and it wasn't just hot dogs and nachos. There was like a place doing dumplings. There was a place doing barbecue. There were you know nice burgers. There was sushi. I think I even had ramen and that was really good food. And I enjoyed the, the variety and the high quality of it at, at the stadium there in Seattle. That being said, I've been to just local baseball games and had a hot dog. And there's something about a hot dog while watching some baseball that it just tastes better than the hot dog you have at home. I don't know why. That's my answer for that. Do you have a particular answer, Devlin? So I am a, I, besides being a wrestler, my first sporting love was baseball. I played baseball growing up until I was 17 years old. Okay. And I traveled before my best, my best friend passed away, we were traveling to major league ballparks and we have gotten, we gotten through 10 of the 30. And so we, we traveled all over the country going to baseball stadiums. And I've tried a wide variety of different local fare at ballparks. Cause most ballparks you have the local fare, you know, like in, in Baltimore, uh, crab cakes, deep food. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. Boston, they had lobster rolls mm-hmm. uh, right there inside the ballpark. Yeah, you go, go to Wrigley, they have deep dish pizza and what they call Italian so- Italian sandwiches there, mm. which is like a, is which is like a beef sandwich dipped in like aju. It's like fully dipped in the aju sauce. Sounds amazing. And then you. Oh, it, it was like peppers and onions. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I mean, you you going to Seattle, Vivin, who's on my podcast, mm-hmm. he, he, he spent a lot of time, actually met his wife in Seattle. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, Vivin's not a sports guy. And, and 
And so he – and not to break off the story, but he tells me he goes to a Mariners game and watches a no-hitter and I'm, or, like, a perfect game, like the first baseball game he ever went to. And I'm like, man, I really don't like you right now. Like, the first <laughs> baseball game he ever goes to. You know, you see one of <laughs> but what was the what was the lady's name that wrote in? Uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Uh, I'm from Ohio, too. My dad was a longtime Browns fan. So oh. your, loyal, your loyalty to the Browns and your team – God bless you for that. I understand the misery you guys have gone through for over 50 years. So my dad was a hardcore Browns fan. I am not a Browns fan. I'm not going to tell you who I'm a fan of because I get a lot of hate because of it. Um, <laughs> but for games, uh, if I'm watching at home, it depends on what, what I'm watching. I love hockey too. Mm-hmm. Um, got into hockey at a really like young age playing video games. And then we didn't ever had a pro team here in Columbus until 1999. So didn't really, you know, get to watch hockey as much. But I do, I love going to hockey games. They're so much fun. It just all depends. But it's the time of year, hockey, you got to have warm, you know, savory food. Football kind of, it's a, it's a good blend because you get coming in from fall. It's still kind of warm into the winter. Mm-hmm. So it all depends on what you're wanting to eat while you're at home. For me, sometimes like a good bowl of chili. Mm-hmm. For a football game, is great to have. If you're watching baseball, like you said, go into a baseball game. There's nothing better than a beer and a hot dog, okay. or a, a an ice cold fountain Coca Cola or Pepsi with a hot dog. Yeah, uh, loaded or whatever. Just well, not loaded because you should only put mustard on a hot dog. But <laughs> uh, but um, it just all depends. Like going to a hockey game, I know like. They sell like uh, they used to. It, they look like hockey pucks, but they were like chocolate cream filled, like hockey pucks. Okay. And they they're like uh, ding dongs. They look like ding dongs. Yeah. yeah. But they were like they were like frozen little treats that like sometimes they sell there. Those are always good to have. It just all depends on what you what you like. If you like nachos, like you said, and mm-hmm. stick with what you know. But for me, like like a chili, like something hearty that you can eat yeah. like in a bowl while you're watching the game. And, and hopefully you don't throw it at the TV and get chili all over your, <laughs> your plastic. Yeah. I think watching a game and, and, you know, like tailgating food and stuff that you're like cooking in the slow cooker or on the barbecue, like hearty, it's not a time for salad. No. And, and, you know, don't, don't, don't get me on no barbecue kick. I love, that's my favorite food to eat is barbecue. <laughs> I will stare in the south right that's that's big barbecue territory well southern Ohio but I mean yeah I've been to my my best friend's parents lived in Georgia and we would go to Georgia and you go to have southern barbecue man there is nothing nothing on this planet like southern barbecue in like the southern states of the United States I mean it is just so good I mean North Carolina barbecue mustard-based barbecue Mm -hmm. is to me is phenomenal yeah, just uh, over the top. I mean, I haven't had like Kansas City or Memphis. I haven't had those yeah. barbecues yet. But I, anywhere I go and there's barbecue, I'm there. Yeah. Well, you know, if it's done well, and and uh, you know, in the places you're talking about, it's usually done well. Certainly, there is uh, here. I don't know in Iowa or something. You may not find the best barbecue in the world. And nothing against anyone from Iowa, but I just chose a random state. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, like the, the barbecue that I've had whenever I've been, you know, down in the States, like in Texas, oh my gosh, like uh, just what they do with brisket is magical down there. And I grew up in California and there's, you know, kind of a California style, which I'm sure Southern barbecue people would laugh at and say there's no such thing as California barbecue, but they do like the, 
um, oak smoked like tri-tip, the Santa Maria tri-tip, which is a whole you know, different thing. And mm-hmm. oh my God, what a, what a great sandwich that makes. But now I digress. Now we're talking about other stuff. So anyway, Devlin, you, you kind of mentioned your, your podcast earlier. Why don't you tell my listeners about that and where they can find you online? And if they want to download an episode and listen to it, where to, where to look for you? Sure. Um, we are uh, Know Your Cinema Podcast. We are a movie review podcast. Our first few episodes, we got about 12 episodes now. Our first 10 episodes are, we reviewed three movies. The concept behind it is if you've ever had a friend and you've been talking to them and you're talking about movies and then all of a sudden you mention a movie and they're like, well, I've never seen that. And you're like, it blows your mind that they've never seen that. That was the, the concept. So what we do is we pick five movies a piece for each person. There's three of us that we had never seen that the other two people had. And we put it on a, a, a game show style wheel. We spin <laughs> the wheel and we let fate choose our movie watching viewing. Right. And then we do a little, we do some themed episodes. So we're like, right now we're in the Christmas season. We just got done recording uh, episode 12, which is uh, our uh, review of Elf, the movie starring Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. Um, which will come out on Christmas uh, Eve on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I do encourage it. It's only about an hour long. We're only reviewing one movie now due to time constraints, kind of, you know, capsulizing the podcast, make it a little bit more listener friendly for the, you know, a 60 minute time frame. Right. But, you know, we have a lot of fun on there. It is not for children's ears, yeah. uh, so to speak. <laughs> we, we are vulgar on there. We do yeah. say a lot of curse words. So I want to give that disclaimer too, but we do have a lot of fun on there. We bring a lot of behind the scenes facts, you know, little factual details about the movie. We give our opinions, favorite scenes, ratings, and we just have a lot of fun on there. And it's, a, and it's kind of a, our, our little baby right now. We are very, very, very proud of it. So um, if you get a chance to check us out, we are on Facebook at Facebook slash know your cinema podcast, go on there, give us a like, share our page, uh, spread the love. We would appreciate you for that. We are on Twitter at KYC Podcast, and we are on Instagram at KYC Podcast. You can find us to listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, which is a uh, podcast platform. Mm-hmm. You can find us on uh, iTunes. I think there are a couple more, like, I can't remember them off the top of my head, like Breaker. I think that's another one that we're on. Google And Google Podcasts as well. Yeah. So... We do have a link. If you go into our, our Instagram page, there is a, a link in the bio that takes, us, takes you to a link tree, um, which gives you a one-stop shop for everything. So cool. you listen to podcasts on a certain platform, you can find the platforms that are on there. It also gives you all the links to the social media pages. So you can click and find out wherever we're at. And like I said, go on there, give us some love, send us messages, talk to us. We're, we're all available to talk to. It might be one of us answering, but we will answer your questions, concerns. If you want us to review certain movies, we can, you know, put that on the list. If you just want to tell us to go fuck ourselves, you can tell us to do that too. <laughs> That's kind of our, our new thing that we're, it's like our outro to our, our podcast, and our, like our, our sign off for our fans. Like, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't like this, they know. But um, yeah, we have a lot of fun and I'm very, very proud of the work we're doing. Yeah, I know you guys are, are, are putting out good product. I've I, I given it a listen and I love that you, you've got everything from like the, the all-time classics that everyone says, you know, like you said, you, you hear when someone says, well, I've never watched that and you go, what? You have to watch it. Like something like The Godfather to something, mm-hmm. you know, like 
Karate Kid or, you know, Super Troopers, you know, stuff like that. So I think it's great mm -hmm. that you guys span from, you know, really high art to just like fun stuff to watch. And, and you, you can tell you all love movies, you know, you talk about them uh, and you really kind of break down scenes and, and directing and acting and writing. Uh, for a movie nerd like myself, uh, I got a kick out of it, as well as how you guys bust each other's balls and, and <laughs> make fun of each other kind of constantly. So I can tell that you guys obviously have a good rapport with each other and, and are, are good friends outside of the podcast as well. So a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah, guys, if you like movies and you like hearing guys bust each other's balls and just have a good time, uh, certainly give it a listen and um, give these guys a good review so that other people can discover them as well, because that's kind of our lifeblood is those star ratings on iTunes or, or Stitcher or Google or, you know, however you get your podcasts. We want to get listens and we want to get good reviews and, and get other people hearing our podcasts. So, um, well, best of luck with that, Devlin. And I look forward to Thank you. you guys reviewing one of my favorite movies, which I think was mentioned in an earlier episode that I think Jason hasn't seen, which is Shawshank Redemption. So I'm looking forward to hearing um, his thoughts on that if and when you get around to it. Um, and thanks for coming on the podcast. I look forward to having Jason on for another episode and let's do this again sometime. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you need me to do a podcast, I, I usually have a lot of free time. So, and I want to thank you for um, including me and sending me these wonderful uh, treats and please anybody listening to uh, this episode, th this gentleman does really good work on, on his stuff. I, I, am, I am honored to be a part of this. Uh, I've only done, this would be my third podcast that I've ever done, like outside of my own. So I, I'm always honored to come on and talk about whatever. I have a wealth of useless information and fun <laughs> stories from wrestling to my childhood to injuries that I've had that have happened to me. I got a whole bunch of stuff. So if anybody listening to this wants to, you know, book me for, you know, a podcast, please find me on Facebook as well. Um, um, my name is Devlin Anderson. And you can find me on there. I'm on Instagram as Devlin uh, Anderson as well. So please come and find me and I'll be glad to help you out. And again, if you want to have me on here again to review some wonderful food from Canada, some savory and sweet treats, I'll be glad to do it for you as well. Awesome. Thanks, Devlin. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, let's do it again sometime for sure. And have yourself a Merry Christmas, man. Merry, Merry Christmas to you too and all the fans out there as well. Awesome. And as Devlin said, Merry Christmas to all of you and have a happy new year. Thanks for joining us for this first season of Junk Foodies. I hope you join us in 2020 for season two, where we continue to try new foods, new segments, and have on new guests. We've had a lot of fun making it. We hope you've had fun listening to it and hope you join us in the future. Again, Merry Christmas and have a happy and healthy new year. And as a wise man once said, do everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs>